the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is proudly sponsored by Thatchface, taming beards and saving lives. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's Saturday. You know what that means. It is the Untitled Wrestling Podcast special news show. Uh, you might be a bit concerned about what's happening here. <laughs> I am Big Tasty Ben Jackson. I'm here with Jay Luft. Um, it's a two-man booth today. Hello, Jay. It's a two-man booth today. Um, I'm going to say officially the company line is that everyone else is prepping themselves for Rumble weekend and are too busy to um, <laughs> to make it this morning. It's nothing to do with the fact that everyone got hammered last night and we're the only two people standing yeah, uh, I'm hanging like a hanging like a motherfucker, but I'm still still standing, baby. Well, I know what blow those covers out out your uh, your beautiful head, Jay. Give me some top draw WWE news. Uh, I've got a fair bit actually. Um, so we'll start off with some sad news. Um, at the end of last week, but it only kind of got announced on Monday. Vince McMahon's older brother Roderick passed away at the age of seventy-seven. That's a, that's, um, yeah, that's a bad news. Yeah, um, Vince has been away from TV because of that. Uh, that's yeah, understandable. He, yeah, <laughs> um, he um, Roderick was actually meant to be part of the Vince McMahon getting blown up in the limo angle, um, but he was he was generally not part of the wrestling industry at all. Um, but yeah, sorry, it, sorry for it. Must have been so weird to like live your life. Like adjacent to to Vince McMahon's life, yet not have any direct involvement in it. Yeah, like family parties must have been mental. <laughs> Imagine yeah, oh, coming, Vince. Up, coming up for Christmas every year. What are you going to do this year then, Vince? Well, what are you going to do? Oh, you know, some fellas just fill me car full of concrete. <laughs> yeah, RIP. Um, yeah, hope you, uh, RIP Roderick. RIP Roderick. Yeah. Um. Next, um, it was a it was a good week for WWE in the sen- in business sense. Uh, WWE sold the the WWE Network streaming rights in America um, to NBC Universal for one billion dollars over five years. It'll be integrated into their Peacock streaming service from March the eighteenth, and Fastlane Fastlane was announced as on March the 21st to be part of like the, that deal is like the, the big, the big kind of launching off pay-per-view for Peacock. Um, I think this is a terrible thing. I'm going to say why I, I think it's good. It's business wise. It's good, but terrible because WWE are just going to be coasting aren't they, for five years. I mean, it does remove some of the incentive to um, produce quality content. Cause obviously, obviously that sort of takes the, it takes the emphasis off having to drive subscriptions to the network now because they're getting they've got the money regardless of how many people sign up and watch and, and whatnot. I think for the consumer in, in a broad sense, it's really good because you, I think from what I've read briefly into it, it's the same price apparently. Yeah. Um, and you can so you can subscribe five dollars a month and have adverts, or you can subscribe ten dollars a month and have no adverts. So you, at the most, you're paying the same as you were paying for the network, but you're getting all of the other NBC shows as well. 
yeah, I mean, it's it's a good thing. Uh, from a consumer's point of view, it's a good thing. If you want to mix some 30 Rock in with your WWE, then, you know, you're having a great time. Always love a bit of 30 Rock. Um, they've got the US office. Apparently, that was like the big kind of selling point Peacock was the... So- so that's a hell of a lot of people who are getting access to a hell of a lot more TV, which is is good in a way. And it might, who knows, it might reduce their reliance on like Saudi Arabia shows and stuff like that. Because I know they were big money spinners for the network, weren't they? So it probably won't be because I mean, that's, you think no, that's but, um, also like a ten year deal. You'd hope so, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so this is this is a, a five year deal. Uh, obviously, it's important to note if anyone listening in the UK where where we were based, uh, this doesn't affect the network in the UK. That is still going to be handled yeah. through WWE. Be this only see, affects US fans. Be interested to see if, if this is sort of rolled out in other territories now across the world. Uh, I know it's already, I think someone said in, is it New Zealand? It's, it's offered through an Canada. affiliate. In Canada. It's, in some, in some, some other territories, it's offered through Canada affiliates Canada well. already through an affiliate, I know that. Um, um, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know, I don't know where it would fit on a UK. I mean... In the, the UK, the, the, there doesn't seem to be a service that, that would sort of be interested well, in it. You say that the other annoying thing is that the other um, kind of bidder was a, was a, a Disney affiliate, so you'd assume they would have just threw it on Disney Plus. Okay, I mean that's interesting because Disney. I don't know if, if anyone cares, but Disney Plus are announcing a massive content drop in the next couple of weeks on on their service. Uh, it seems to be all like the Fox shows and films and stuff like that, which is interesting because it's the first time they've relaxed the. Um, their previous rules on mature content. Mm. So yeah, prior to that, they'd only really had um, from the Fox side things. They'd only had like the old X Men films and the Simpsons. Yeah, so it's be interesting if this does sort of if this is the first step paving the way to some sort of wrestling integration. That would be that would be really well, interesting. Well, the, it's funny because because they they turn they like went for Universal. Um, ESPN have banned WWE content. <laughs> um, which is ESPN, if anyone doesn't know, is part of Disney. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I would have, I would all for having the network as integrated as part of Disney Plus because I already get Disney Plus. So, I think we are reaching, like, especially if you're a wrestling fan and a sports fan, the amount of streaming services that you require to subscribe to on a monthly basis now is it's getting to the breaking point. And if we can sort of maybe fold some of those into each other, that might that yeah. might help out from a consumer point of view, which would be quite nice. I mean, Netflix, Amazon, Disney, you know, it's it's getting a bit out of control. You want everything. Yeah. Um, but we shall see what happens on our end. Um, as as of as of yet, nothing's been announced. Obviously, WWE's on BT Sports, so I wouldn't be surprised if it got integrated into BT Sports somehow. Um, yeah, B- BT do a lot of on-demand stuff, don't they? Like, you can, they do like a lot of online stuff with like the Champions League coverage and stuff like that. So, Got a couple of documentaries on their uh, app as well. Yeah, one thing I will say, I mean, I, I don't have BT Sport. I've never had a BT TV package, but I will say, as a, a football fan, I really respect how quickly they put their highlights up on YouTube after matches are on. Yeah. You won't know about this, Jay. It's all European football. Um. Fuck off. <laughs> um, I still I still know something. Don't be a dick. <laughs> anyway, moving on uh, from football... WrestleVotes has reported um, they they put up that WrestleVotes. If anyone doesn't know, are like uh, inside the source within WWE or a former WWE worker. They everything they broke has pretty much been bang on the money, so they're very reputable. Repu- reputable. Got there in the end. Um, tell about the drink last night. Um, so they they've said 
in regards to the Royal Rumble. Sorry about the lack of details here, but still not worthy in my opinion. I had a brief, brief conversation earlier with the source regarding the men's Royal Rumble. They said, quote, there's a finish that scares the death out of me and it's legitimately getting heavy consideration. Yikes. Um, That's Goldberg, isn't it? I was going to say Brock. Brock. I don't think Brock would scare people, though. I think Brock winning the Rumble is, is legitimate. I, I, yeah, I was I was thinking that, but like Brock, Brock for me would be quite a cool thing because I like Brock. Like, it might get me a bit of... A bit of like a backlash, but I quite like Brock. Um, when he, when he's when he's interested, he's um, he's good. I I the other thing I thought it could have been with them saying scary is possibly something to do with Randy Orton and the Fiend. Yeah, I mean, I think there will be a Randy Orton Fiend encounter during the Rumble. Um, whether or not it plays into the finish, I'm not sure. Um, mm. I did literally watch Adam Bompier's fancy booking video last night so that's all I've got going from my head now um, for the fiend well for everything the whole the whole shebang and it's it's pretty cool I mean I personally I mean we're going to we, we are going to do a full rumble weekend thing I mean surely Keith Lee is positioned perfectly to win this in terms of what it'd do for his character well yeah there's a it's weird so obviously you don't watch WWE week to week whereas like the rest of us do Um They've they've got themselves where they've built up like about seven or eight credible people who could win it, mm. and you wouldn't be surprised if they did win it. Like they've got AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, um, Nakamura, Cesaro, Jey Uso on SmackDown side. Um, on Raw side, they've got Keith Lee, Sheamus, um, Miz. So they, they've positioned themselves very well, and Edge as well, of course. Um, they position themselves very well in, in having like it being extremely unpredictable this year. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I mean, I'm as someone who, who literally my only my only sort of interaction with WWE on a weekly basis is what I watch on YouTube and what I read on on like you know PW Torch or whatever. Um, I'm actually I'm, I'm going in fairly blind as you can probably tell by my hot takes, um, but I'm actually quite excited for, for what's going to happen. Um, the rum, I think the rum is always best to let you know about it. And yeah. Um, yeah, Agreed. speaking of which, um, WWE have also announced on a time recording tonight, uh, Saturday night, the day before Royal Rumble, uh, they're going to do a special episode of w- WWE backstage, um, and they're going to announce number 30 for the men's Rumble and number one and two for the women's Rumble, which you know. I, I I don't mind it if it's like if it's in a stipulation match if they're if they're doing this kind of thing where they're just announcing it on a TV show for eh, why not? I mean, they want to get eyes on backstage, don't they? I mean, it could, yeah. I mean, I'll know who it is tomorrow morning because it'll be all over Twitter. So it'll, uh... yeah, we're uh, for any of our listeners, we're going to try our hardest to avoid this news so we can kind of go in blind on the rumble because we didn't want to know. I imagine a lot of people will feel the same. Um, and I did have another rumble, well, sort of rumble bit. So obviously backstage, CM Punk, no chill Phil, is one of the hosts. Sometimes he's probably going to be on this week's. Um, he recently said to a fan, um, he can't, that he's, he's currently shielding because he's about to record something, but he didn't, wouldn't say what. He's since gone on to tease that he's going to be in the Rumble. 
Um, obviously, there's always rumours of CM Punk abound, um, but this is very interesting time that he's doing it. Thoughts? What, what if what if this whole rumble is pre-filmed cinematic style, and we just don't know about it? Well, apparently they're doing the rehearsals today. So, so there's every possibility they could film something today as well. I mean, this is a unique opportunity to to do this and to have like some mad shit happen. Well, you'd assume that's why they're going to probably do something spooky with Bray Wyatt in the rumble. Yeah. I know, I don't know if you've got it, if this is even this week, I know CM Punk recently said that he'd be open to appearing in another WWE video game as well. Yeah, he did. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see there's always like small steps being made towards like some sort of well, like, he, he, reconciliation. He put, some, he put something on his Instagram which was basically like, a, it was like a comic book thing and uh, it was like Batman like dusting off his costume, well Bruce Wayne dusting off his Batman costume and he kind of like alluded to the fact that he's going to be wrestling soon. So um, how he sees himself as, as the Batman of WWE? Of course he fucking does. <laughs> CM Punk, have you seen him, mate? He's an absolute gobshite. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I, I I could see him possibly coming back. I mean, if it would be weird if this was the time he did when there was no fans whatsoever. Yeah, it seemed like an awful waste of what would be an, an amazingly large pop. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'd literally get like the Road Warrior pop like easily. They go well. I say the Road Warrior pop. They get the Edge pop from last year. Yeah, where everyone absolutely lost their mind when Edge came out. It's going to be interesting to see how like the the lack of a live audience plays into the planning for this rumble in terms of like, it's, it's always, always it, well, it's always a big surprise thing, and obviously it's always like it's always like a big thing to pop the fans isn't it, with someone coming back for the first time in ages. Um, and without a live audience, I don't know how much effort they're gonna they're gonna put into that, and how much they're just gonna lean on their existing roster. Yeah, I, I assume they're probably gonna like for surprise returns. I assume they're probably gonna just like focus more on the people in the Thunderdome. Yeah. So I mean, they'll put the camera on people. I mean, are they shit. even gonna know who Jay White is when he turns up? <laughs> if he turns up, <laughs> if he turns up, mate, I don't think he will. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about the Rumble. Um, as always, should be good. Uh, have you got any WWE news, Big Tasty? I've got two little, um, two little fluffy, fluffy nice bits. Um, we've got some some quite heavy news coming up in a bit, so I just want to sort of, you know, lighten the mood. So first of all, um, John Cena has reappeared in the public eye in a an Experian commercial. If anyone not experienced, like one of them credit checking websites where you put your details in, it tells you if you're going to be able to get a loan or whatever. Um, he's appeared in a in a video alongside a purple cow. I'm not making this up, um, but most notably with like with like quite different hair. Like quite a lot more hair than he had previously. So, surprised you could see him, mate. I mean, I could see his hair that way because I think it's someone else's. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, uh, he's looking good, looking good, John. He looks uh, looks a bit younger than he did last time we saw him, um, which is quite nice. Yeah. And another nice little bit, um, a little bit of congratulations to Wade Barrett, who has become a U.S. citizen, he passed his citizenship test, citizenship test very recently. Um, yeah, formerly of the Northwest, he, he grew up in Manchester. He attended university in our fair city of Liverpool. Lived around the corner from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lived in all the student halls around there, didn't he? All the student mm-hmm. like towns and all that around by you. And um, yeah. and yeah, he's uh, he's now settled himself permanently over in the US. So congrats to to Wade Barrett. Congrats indeed. Uh, I've just I've just realised I've I've got another thing because it's just come through on Fightful Select. <laughs> Chelsea Green is 
being considered um, or she's like in the sort of testing pool for being cleared for a return. Uh, she, she broke her wrist on a, f- a SmackDown debut. Oh, Coincidentally, okay. she broke she broke her wrist on an NXT debut as well. I mean, she's, um, it's just consistent. Man. Just, uh... Yeah, she's, she's a very, very good. Um, apparently, they had very big plans for her, so this should be pretty cool if she does show up. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's always great to hear about right? someone coming back from uh, from injury. Uh, it's always good news. Is yeah. Chelsea Green? Is she? Um, where do I know her? Laurel Van Ness. Laurel Van Ness. That's the one. She was yes. in Impact or something. The hot mess. Yeah. yeah. The second. No, Terrence Rowe was the original hot mess, mate. She was the second hot mess. Um. Yeah. So we'll go to. NXT news next. You got anything for us, Big Tasty? I do not. Well, the way Barrow one was technically NXT one because he's Christ. A, he's yeah. an NXT. He's an NXT announcer. So we'll, we'll back, we can we can sort of straddle out over both. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got a little bit. Um, so WWE have announced the signing of I'm going to butcher some of these names. Um, <coughs> excuse me, Mako Satamora, Tony Gill, who will be going under the name. If you give me a second to check the message Troy sent me. Yeah, well he's he's half Indian, so they've given him a bit of a Indian name. Um oh Christ alive. Why are you doing that? I have got something. Uh, the first match has been revealed apparently for the upcoming WWE NXT takeover special on Valentine's Day. Um a triple threat match that. of Io Shirai defending against Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. Nice. So that'll, that'll be, be a that'll, that'll, that'll be a banger. Good to see Tony um, Storm like writing the title picture as well, you know. Yeah, I, I, I found his name. Uh, he'll be going under the name Rohan Raja. Okay, he's he's half English, half Indian. He's also lived in Australia and Canada, so he's got so, around. Um, they've also signed um, German wrestler who was of, as you'll probably find out when I say his name, of Turkish descent, Metahan. Oh, fucking hell. Kakaba Sog- Soglu. Um, I'm not going to yeah. try and say that again. Um, yeah, he's formerly of WXW. And Bailey Matthews is the most notable. Yes, I, say I, most, I, I saw this. Yeah. I say most notable. He's a very notable one out of that four. Mako Satamora is the most notable because she's literally considered as one of the best women wrestlers on the planet. Um, Bailey Matthews being the son of William Regal. Yeah, good to see. Um, good to see another uh, another second generation talent. I think he's second generation. Regal was first, generation. Yeah, you but you better you you better believe that guy's come out too. He's a man, such a man. <laughs> such <laughs> a man. Give him the lumberjack gimmick right now. Give him, give him it right now, right now. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's pretty much all my NXT news. I've not really got much. Um, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Short so and sweet. Cool. I mean, it's it's more of a main roster weekend, obviously, with the rumble. There's no takeover this weekend. Yeah, so. it's it's weird. There's there's um there's not a great deal of. Uh, I, really, I really missed that. I used to love it when like the takeover was before one of the big four pay-per-views. It gave that kind of big weekend yeah. feel, didn't it? It was like it made the whole weekend feel special. Like it was a real wrestling like showcase. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I'm not a fan of them um, doing the takeovers. Like aside from a big pay-per-view. I suppose if you want, especially for the Rumble, if you want guys to like debut in the Rumble, you don't want them having like thirty-minute five-star matches the night before and getting like potentially injured or something like that. Like I, Adam Cole when he came out in the twenty-eighteen one, 
um, after I was, after his street fight with Alistair Black, and he had like his ribs taped up, and he was like selling his ribs from the get go. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. So should we um should we jump straight down to Jacksonville and head up to AEW news? Yeah, what have you got for us? Um, so a bit of a heavy one to start with. Um, if anyone listeners to the AEW Unrestricted podcast, which is a very very good podcast, um, comes out every week. Hosted by Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards. And I actually like to put it on one go and go out the shops because it's only about an hour long, so you can sort of, you know, get it on and get a whole thing let's do one go. Uh, this week's guest was Amanda Huber, who people might know as the, the widow of the late great John Huber, aka Brody Lee. Um, she appeared on the podcast. It was about a six, just over an hour it was. Um, and it was a very candid, very raw, and very honest account of sort of the last sort of five or six months of of John slash Brody's life. Um, it was a really tough listen, uh, but it was a really quite an illuminating um, podcast. And it was, it was something I really enjoyed. Isn't really the right word, but I'm really glad that I, that I sort of give it a go. Um, if anyone does want to, it, it lays, it lays out like the whole process from him. Like it was so much mad. He, he basically, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Apparently, he basically, the day before he recorded his appearance, or the day that he recorded his appearance on Unrestricted, he couldn't do, he couldn't finish his Peloton workouts. He said he couldn't catch his breath. And it's just like this, it's like, it's like listening to a, a, a horror film, like a disaster film. It's just this series of like spiraling, like downward events that lead to him being eventually put on palliative care and end of life care, um, just around Christmas, which is, it's, it's absolutely horrifying. Um, she does speak very highly of all the medical staff who helped treat him. Um, she names names. I'll, I'll, I'll not, because I'll butcher them. And the people from AEW, um, she speaks very highly of Cody and Biggie, who she specifically asked to. I, I was going to say uh, I, th- that that was something um, when I listened to it that really kind of like went, wait, what? Because uh, I, I knew Biggie was uh, was um, Brody Jr.'s favorite wrestler because they'd done stuff on up or down down. Um, there's a very very touching moment where they do a father and son Rocket League tournament and Brody as he's about like as they're about to start uh, Brody Senior goes or Luke Harper at that point goes I'm just going to the toilet I'll be back now um, and everyone's like how are you doing that we're recording and then uh, Big E basically like comes and sits next to Brody Junior and Brody Junior loses his shit because it's yeah. Big E he, he, just, he, just, he just takes over the video and they end up teaming together yeah. <laughs> and he, he, give, he gives up his like kind of father and son moment for his son to have a cool moment which is very very heartfelt um, especially looking back on it uh, yeah like I I mean obviously Big E is one of the guys as well through this whole thing, who's been very candid about everything. Uh, he, this was something he did leave out, which he let, allowed Amanda to say, which I think kind of shows what kind of a person Big E is. It's very, it shows a lot of character that he'd do that. And, and, and Cody as well. I mean, she, and Cody, yeah. She, oh, yeah. I mean, the, both, both of them, she phoned both of them up. She, she, uh, without, again, without going into too much detail, please do listen to the podcast if, if you're able to. Uh, it's it's a really, it's a essential listening, really, if you, if you sort of, Want to have that little bit of closure about about Brody slash John? Um, she she mentions calling them up on this is actually on Boxing Day morning mm. when it becomes apparent that this is going to be the end of the road, and she basically says you can say no if you want to, no you know no pressure, but I would love it if you two could, both of them individually if you could be with me when I tell Brody about his dad because Cody had that experience of his father passing and he was like a large life figure, 
and wrestling and uh, and Biggie obviously being his favorite wrestler he was like a very it was it created a very safe environment for him to, to have this 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 horrible news they broke to him which was um, yeah they both literally just said yeah we're getting in the car right now and Cody drove all the way from Atlanta like literally without without even any preparation he just jumped in his car and started the engine and Biggie did the same from from Tampa or wherever he lives in Orlando drove up to Jacksonville up in Jacksonville in the hospital and um yeah, this was this was incredible. He also speaks very highly of um, of Chris Jericho, who loaned them his private plane for some travel, which made things really easy for them and able to take Brody Junior to an AW show for Christmas. Yeah. What well, one thing I I really love from that is when they're talking about Halloween. And yeah. That, that Brody Junior wanted to dress up as Orange Cassidy, and she was like, "I don't think anyone will know who it is." And Brody Senior, with like all fucking tubes coming out of him, turned around and said. Go get the kid a fucking denim jacket. Yeah, <laughs> apparently was one of his last words. Yeah, um, just again shows how dedicated he was to his kids. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there, there are, there are, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like I said, it's, a, it's a tough listen, and it, it broke me in several places. But there are some genuinely beautiful bits of, of little, um, little beautiful moments in there that you can sort of, you know. Yeah, um, there's been two podcasts about him, and I've listened to both, and I've cried a lot through both, and laughed a lot through both, which kind of shows what kind of a guy is. The other one being, if anyone uh, does want to listen to it, the New Day um, Feel the Power episode that they did with. It was the New Day, Cesaro, Tyler Breeze, and Eric Rowan. Um, and that, it, it'll have you crying and then crying with laughter and then crying again. It's it's brilliant. It's definitely go listen to it if you're a fan of Brody Lee. And Tyler, um, Tyler Breeze, wasn't he actually, he was actually at Brody's bed he, the day he passed he, as well. Yeah, he brought it up um, to Biggie on that, that where he said, like, we, we saw him on his last day, me, you, and... Uh, Dillinger, he said, well, obviously Sean Spears. Um, and we were and like, Sean, they, they run a wrestling school together, don't they? And like, obviously Sean yeah. was... Sh- I know, I think it came out, Sean Spears actually did quite a lot sort of behind the scenes to sort of help um, with the whole situation. Um, he was mm. he was involved in some way, wasn't he? And, uh, him, Peyton and um, Tyler were, were there as well. And they, they yeah. you know, they really helped out. Yeah. Um, but de- definitely worth a listen. It, it's hard, but it really kind of illuminates what kind of a great man Brody Lee was as well as kind of give, gives you a bit of clarity on the situation because obviously they were very private about the situation and that's that's their right. They're entitled to that, absolutely. Anyone who says otherwise is a piece of shit. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, she didn't have to do it. Um, it's a very good lesson. She's seems like an amazing person and going through what she's gone through kind of shows that. And also, um, if you've got any concerns going forward about how AEW are featuring Brody Jr. or and you think it might be, you know, a little sinister or or exploitative, just literally five minutes of listening to this podcast and you realise, no, this is literally the one thing he wants he wants to do. Um, it's it. I mean, it's not. I mean, Amanda, you're free to draw your own conclusions, but Amanda's very clear that you know AEW did not ask her to do this. AEW did not put her up to anything. Um, I'm an AW Mark, so I'm going to it's, always I'm going to always try and think the best about the company. But um, she speaks very highly of the company um, for how they they helped her, and she didn't she wasn't put up to this. She wasn't like it wasn't like an advertisement to sort of you know allay any fears or anything like that. It was just yeah. it was just her giving her honest opinion of, of the situation and, and how everything's revolved and how everything's happened around her in the last couple of months. Everything AEW's done for that family has been admirable. It it's been brilliant. Um, 
especially like the the Brody Junior stuff where they're like featuring them on dark and letting them cut promos on wrestlers, letting them hit wrestlers with Singapore canes <laughs> and have them on commentary telling Excalibur to shut up. Uh, people were saying uh, you know, I mean, I, I, it was something that crossed my mind as well like oh god is this a bit too much for the kid you know he's only he's only nine now um, having him on TV is that not going to like skew his it's a nice distraction for him though isn't it yeah but then someone said well <clears throat> I, think, I think it was Amanda who said as well it was just it lets him have this connection with his dad because his dad was mm-hmm. he knew he knew wrestling through the lens of his father and obviously this is a way to sort of have that moment that you never you never got to have these moments with Brody and not really won't get them anymore. And this is a nice way to sort of keep him. You'll always be thinking about his dad where he's out there doing any wrestling stuff, and it's nice to let him have that sort of connection. Absolutely. Um, yeah, as as, as I just said, uh, it's it's admirable what they've done for him. Like he letting him kind of live his dream in a way to help him kind of get through morning. It's very yeah. cool that they're like allowing him to do that, um, and hopefully it will continue. Um, so I said, yeah, please do if you if you feel you're able to, please do check the podcast out. It's it's a tough listen. It's the last like sort of twenty minutes, especially when it all starts to to sort of unravel, uh, are really tough to listen to. Um, I warn you now. But if you can if you can if you can manage it if you can if you can deal with it, then I would absolutely recommend it. It's very illuminating and it's um it's very heartwarming and very very quite very very touching. And thank you to Amanda yeah. for for feeling that strong enough to share that in a public way like she did um, we, we really do appreciate it uh, moving on to something a little bit a little bit more positive <laughs> so we all if you watched AW this week you'll have probably been aware that one of the standout matches on the card was the singles match between Dax Harwood and Jungle Boy which was an absolute oh. fire burner oh. really really good match Loved it. Um, it's come to light that apparently Dax Harwood allegedly put the match together almost entirely um, he did all the, he structured it all up. He, he sort of came up with the idea for it. He took it to Tony Khan himself and pitched it. It was his idea, and he said the intention of the whole match was to get Jungle Boy over as a superstar babyface. So this is Dax literally going to the back <laughs> of Jungle Boy and being like, "Yeah, this guy needs to beat." This is Dax's first um, pinfall or first fall loss in AEW. He didn't take the pin in the tag match. It's the first time he's lost on match. Then, isn't <laughs> yeah, he's given he's given this he's given this up for Jungle Boy, which is phenomenal. Uh, credit to Dax. He's, I mean, we all know the FDR. Are, they, are, they, are, they are top guys in more ways than one. Um, yeah, as I said on the um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, AW podcast um, that we did this week, Finn Balor. Uh, I read an interview with him. Uh, prob- it was when he was in NXT first time. Anyway, I think it was when when he was an NXT champion. He said that Dax Harwood, a.k.a. Scott Dawson, was like the most underappreciated, underrated guy on the roster. He's like one of the best wrestlers you've ever seen. At the time, I remember reading, I thought, really? And then <laughs> from seeing his work like with the Revival and FTR and then this singles match in particular, it was like, yeah, I totally get that. Um, yep, this is absolutely believable. And credit to him for for giving a star turn to Jungle Boy and giving really him a platform for what could be a huge, huge 2021 for him. Which is yeah, like Jungle Boy felt like he was on the cusp of something like going into 2020, Um, and obviously that didn't happen. So good, good on Dax for helping, like kind of elevate Jungle. And it's worth noting very briefly as well internally that people within AEW were super high on the match as well. They couldn't wait for it to to be broadcast. They were really excited to see this, and we we now know why that was. 
yeah, it was it was brilliant. It was as I said on the AW uh, review, it was my highlight of the show. It was fantastic. Um, very very good man. Right, and we've got one more bit of sort of sort of I'll call this AEW adjacent news, um, and it will spin us very nicely into the into the sort of uh, the the rest of the world section. <clears throat> so this is very 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 recent. So was it was it last night or the night before? Um, John Moxley appeared on New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong last night. Last night, just last night. This is hot, fresh, fresh out of the oven news. Burn your hands on it. Um, he attacked Kenta after the main event. Uh, laid out a few members of the Bullet Club, laid out Kenta, hit him with a um, say Death Rider, they call the Paradigm Shift in New they Japan. call it the Death Rider in um, New Japan. Yeah. yeah, so you gave him one of them. Paradigm Shift. Um, laid the belt, he had the belt with him, the IGP, which what belt is it? The US Championship? It's the US title. He's been the US Champion since Wrestle Kingdom last year. He beat Lance Archer yeah. for it. Um, um, so he laid Kenta out, he, he had the belt in his hand, he put the belt on, on the floor in the ring and he said um, some way he'd face him in Tokyo one of these days. I, I get the impression if he's showing up in um if he's showing up in New Japan strong, which is 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 AW deal deal doesn't allow him to do such things as wrestle on televised American shows. Obviously with the pandemic things have changed. Yeah. I get the impression Tony's probably gone, you know what, just, just do whatever you need to do. This could be the first like reach out across the across the divide to, to the New Japan. Yeah. Yeah, if if he's letting him show up on New Japan Strong, which if anyone doesn't know is like New Japan of America, it's it's set in California. Yeah, it's filmed um, in LA in the, in the dojo in LA, isn't it? Which is where they had the yeah. American people, isn't it? Well, sort of like the yeah. same area. Yeah. Um. So obviously, obviously, the Tony's allowing him to do that. Um. As you said, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like the the Olive Branch. Um. For like AW New Japan doing something together, I mean, I don't think we'll get as symbiotic a relationship as we're getting between Impact and AW. I think no, it'll, I think it'll always be it, a little bit more ad hoc. It'll always be a little bit more case by case. Yeah, it's an interesting time though because obviously, like, there's less going on because the, there's travel restrictions and stuff like that. Um, a car that actually um, said that in an interview a couple of weeks ago. That he wanted to do like a joint pay per view of like all the company, all the big companies. So he wanted New Japan there, he wanted WWE there, he wanted AEW there, he wanted Ring of Honor, Impact. And it's like that's it'll never happen, but it's like it's a weird enough time that it's, it could. It's, it's good to know that like feelings within the industry are moving in that way. Like people want it. Like yeah. it's not just the fans who want it now; it's like performers want it as well. And that's the next step to making it uh, to push it towards reality, which is quite nice. Uh, speaking of, of such, another little quick bit of um, if you're talking about if you're talking about wrestlers thirsting on social media, um, Billy Big Bollocks himself, Kenneth Omega, he um, he put a tweet up which was um, he tweeted in Japanese, was translated by Michael Nakazawa, um, basically calling out Kota Ibushi and saying that um, you know since he left the company, for he basically made out that he left New Japan to give Ibushi the chance to win the title. Because now that Kenny's not there, Mabushi can be the main guy. And said, um, "Why, why, why, why try and fight me when we can build something together?" Was sort of the gist of of the um, of the tweet, which is quite nice. So, yeah, Golden Lovers reunion in twenty twenty one. I think I might lose my shit. <laughs> I, I mean, I might, it, 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 it could be not. Go. It could be nothing. It could just be Kenny working us all. It could just be you know, 
but we'll see. Stuff like that, though. Stuff like that, like they only say it if it's something's brewing. Yeah, it's just exciting that we can talk about it, really, isn't it? You know, that it's even a thing we can discuss, which yeah. is which is pretty cool. It's very good time to be a wrestling man. Uh, I've got a few bits on AW just before we do okay. ship yeah. to the rest of the world. Um, Meltzer has reported that uh, Penta was written off TV due to visa issues. Um, the guy who got attacked the other week wasn't actually Penta. It was a stunt double. Um, and they hope, to, they hope to get it uh, figured out soon. Um, yeah, because it was originally reported that he'd be out for a long time with a very serious injury. Um, which... he, he had a knee injury. Um... Yeah, but Mel just reported that that was actually some time ago when he was covered. And I was going to say, it was the, I was trying to figure out the date of it. It was like December. Yeah. I read that he had like a knee injury. Well, that was when he had to pull out of the... No, that was Phoenix. No, that was the other round. They're always getting yeah. to those. And two. then he, he wrestled on Triple Mania and he was fine. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, ho- hopefully they get it sorted out though because Pentagon's awesome. He's, he needs more exposure, please. I mean, I've got no problem um, with if they want to just push Phoenix on the singles for a bit while Penta sorts that out. That's also fine. You know, just whatever they need to do, they do it. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I mean, it, we're getting this like interesting thing with Death Triangle and Mox because of it, so I'm not going to complain. Um, as long as he's back for Blood and Guts, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Blood and Guts probably going to be a Bullet Club versus um, Mox, Death Triangle and Archer, isn't it? Yeah, which give me all of that because it's going to get silly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And the other bit of AW news I've got is that Darby Allen's told the Endless Hustle podcast. Um, I don't know what that. He needs to be telling the entire wrestling is. podcast. To be fair, he should piece of shit. Um, that he's in talks to take part in Jackass Four. Uh, the film started shooting just before the pandemic, but it's yet to resume filming, obviously because of restrictions. Um, Steve O's appeared on Dynamite with Darby in the past, and this is where he's kind of got this sort of connection to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good fit, isn't it, for, for both yeah. both parties, really. It makes sense. I mean, Darby likes skateboarding, he likes danger, and Jackass is literally skateboarding in danger. He, he did an actual Jackass stunt, didn't he? On Dynamite, oh, the, the where, where he went the body bag. the body bag, down, the, threw, um, down the thingy. Down threw the down the half pipe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he had that whole, like, up to build up to the TNT title. He was, like, jumping off bungees, and he was, you know, he was doing all sorts of crazy shit on him, so... Yeah, he got he got thrown in the uh, in a body bag full of thumbtacks and thrown over the top rope by uh, Brian Cage as well. As long as you don't see um, him get like paintballed in the dick or anything like that, then you know. <laughs> no, he's not doing a bomblet yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that'd be interesting. I'd, I'd watch that. Good old Jackass. Um, have you got anything for rest of the world, Big Tasty? I mean, would it be would it be a news with me on if I didn't have some impact bits for you? That's what I was asking, mate. <laughs> so we'll start with the headline news, the main event news, the big news. It was that at this week's Impact, um, on this week's Impact Wrestling, Trey Miguel returned. Yeah. So for those of you who are not aware who Trey Miguel is, he was the, the he was the third man <laughs> in the Radicals, if you will. The um, Radicals? The Rascals? The Rascals, sorry. The Radicals, they were the... Come actual, on, they mate. They were, they were, they were, they were, they were There's only so many. Um, he was the third yeah. man of the Rascals alongside Wentz and um, Xavier. 
Yeah. yeah. Obviously, they went to WWE. Kind of. I, I don't know what their new names are. I can't remember. MSK. Um, By the way, I mean like their individual names. This. Oh, um, Xavier's Wesley, and um, Wesley what? No, he's Wesley. <laughs> but no, I'm taking the bit on, on my new and... <laughs> I thought you went. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. And uh, Wentz is Nash Carter. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, Trey Miguel, I guess he gets to keep his name, I suppose. The downside is he has to yeah. um, probably rest Brian Myers he, or something. He put, he put a tweet out saying he's not won any gold in Impact and he wants to change that before he does leave. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm by, by the tweet, I'd assume this is a short-term thing. Um, so, yeah, this is his first appearance in any wrestling promotion since the Rascal last match in November. Yeah, um, and he got the pin in a multi-man tag match over Sammy Callahan. He pinned Sammy Callahan to win. So, mm. yeah, I mean, it was literally the main event. The main event was just all of the faces versus all of the heels, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, um, Rich One, Willie Mack, Moose, and Trey versus Moose. We'll talk about Moose in a sec. Versus Ken Shamrock, Sammy Callahan, and so on. Yeah, um, yeah, he. he- he looked like he'd uh, kind of repackaged himself as well, didn't he? Yeah, I mean it's good for impact. I mean that there's the sort of a, a bit of a bit of a, a talent vacuum there, especially with with you know some some of the contradictions. I mean, Ethan Page is gone, you know, Ty is gone, um, and to spin all this in, um, there's also talk as well that Moose's contract could be up this year at some point. Yeah. Um, so it's been good. so Fightful Select again reporting that Moose allegedly signed a two-year deal back in 2019, which would mean that his contract would expire sometime this year. Interestingly, Don Callis recently mentioned to like in kayfabe about a, a two-year deal that Moose had signed as a reason why he couldn't sort of touch Kenny Omega. It's something to do with that. Turns out you're probably referring to the deal he signed two years ago. So um, yeah, it was a bit of confusion. People thought he was under. He just signed a new two-year deal. No, his, his only contract is the one he signed in 2019, and that is due to expire sometime in 2021. Interesting because they seem to be positioning him around the title picture, which is yeah, a dangerous game to play. If he's not going to sign, a new, if he's not going to sign a new deal. Impact love doing shit like that, though, don't they? Like, yeah, they, they? They love they love a guy winning the belt and then six months later not being in the company. Yeah, and they, they obviously um, put the belt on... Who was it? They put the women's belt on someone in their contract. Oh, it was Deanna Peraza. Yeah, she, yeah. she hadn't signed the contract and he put the belt on it. Um, yeah, so interesting yeah. to see what that means for Moose because obviously he's, he's built up quite the head of steam. Um, we were very vocal on our Hard to Kill live stream about the need for Moose to win the Impact World Championship as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, whether that ends up happening now or whether it happens whether this makes it not happen or makes it more likely to happen you literally can't call it because because impact yeah so we'll, we'll it, see mate. we'll see how this develops um, um, yeah I mean Moose seems like a more and this is no slight on Rich Swan, but he seems like a more credible world champion than Rich Swan. especially if they're going into this whole AEW thing and they're going to have their world champion feud with Kenny Omega I mean, that's um, it. No, no one's buying Rich One over Kenny Omega, are they? Um, no, whereas Moose seems like more of a credible threat against Kenny. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily put it past Moose winning against Kenny, whereas Rich One's... No, and I, I think just as well, if, you, if, you, if you're sort of drawing new eyes to the product by a cross-promotion, if you flip onto Impact on a, Wednesday, on a Tuesday night and you see Moose holding the belt, you're more likely to probably stick around and think, ooh, who's that guy? You know, he's got a bit yeah, more... Yeah, looks like a star. 
Yeah, I mean, Rich, 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 Rich Wan is a fine wrestler, and once you see him go in the ring, he yeah. can have some great matches. But if you're turning in for a promo and Moose is in the middle of the ring, he's, he's a bit more captivating. He's, he's got a bit more, you know, stick on that channel presence than, than I think someone yeah. like does. He's He's got a bit more star power, hasn't he? Um, yeah, while we're on the subject of impact wrestling, um, Jordan Grace was on the House of Hardcore podcast, which I believe is that's Tommy Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. yeah, that's his promotion, isn't it? So, the promotion, um, and she was talking about hair contract. Uh, she said it's up in May, and she said that she's just riding out at this point, um, doesn't know what's going on, uh, obviously with COVID, um, and she said she's nervous about the fact they haven't renewed their contract. Um, and that she just she's just trying to keep a job. So potentially, you think someone like her probably you, you think someone like her would be fine probably. regardless. Like, yeah, she's oh not, yeah, she'll, it, it, worst she'll, case scenario, she'll get a job in WWE or um or AEW. Yeah, she, she, she'd land somewhere if you had, if you had to. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, this this could yeah, just be, be, this, be, be a good sign. This could just be impact being careful with the money. You don't know. You don't know what their financial situation is like. Do you or um. Impact are weird with the contracts, though, aren't they? Where they just kind of like let them expire and then talk to people. Yeah. Like I, I remember, um, I remember when we were talking to Nick Aldis when he was uh, drinking your beer. <laughs> shout out and to he Nick said, Aldis. He said, literally, shout out to friend of the podcast, Nick Aldis. And he, he actually said, like, oh, yeah, they, they just let my contract expire. And then when I was, when I was talking to, talking to them, they tried to lowball me. I went, nah, fuck off. And just left. Yeah. So, and he said he did that with like a lot of people. Well, that's so, uh, famously the reason AJ left, wasn't it? Because they offered him a shitty contract. And Bobby Roode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I let's let's face it. Hair and Moose would both walk into any other company. Yeah. So I think that they're, they're all right. It's more impact need to pull the finger out their ass and do something if they want to keep them. Um, and I've got one last little bit. Uh, of rest of the world news, not really, not really a busy weekend news. Oh, hang on, I've, I've got one more impact if you want to oh, do that. If, oh, if, you've want, if you're going to move on to another company, um, I just a quick one again. Um, Reigns are hard to kill, so if you watched Hard to Kill or if you read the results, you will be aware that Alex Shelley uh, was unable to, to make the event. He's revealed on his Twitter the reason why he was unable. So he said the reason he missed Hard to Kill is that he works as a physical therapy clini- clinician. And apparently he said tightening code restrictions at his place of work meant that he wasn't able to travel. So he said as as the COVID cases go up, his restrict his personal restrictions within within his job tighten. He said so obviously um Alex Shelley when he, he took some time out a few years ago, I think about twenty eighteen, and he trained as a physical therapist and that's his day job. That is what he does on a full time basis. That is his plan for life after wrestling, um, when he's past his prime and he can't go anymore. He says wrestling is his passion project, it's his hobby, he does it when he can. He doesn't have a full-time contract at Impact. He doesn't want a full-time contract at Impact. He just fits in bits and bobs when he can make it work. Um, he said he's unable to travel or wrestle until he's vaccinated. Obviously, being a healthcare worker, it's important that he is safe and he is able to um, to work in a safe environment. He, he did say that he, he'd rather the vaccines went to people in need first, but he said he understands that his company wants to make sure that you know he is vaccinated. Uh, and he states also that Impact have been supportive and understanding of the situation. He's kept them in the loop and they're absolutely fine with his personal circumstances and they're going to work with him to to make him able to return as soon as possible. So hopefully we do get 
the um I just give me the damn motorcycle machine guns, man. I just want them. Just give I feel like it's a slide on me now. Like two impact pay per views I've 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 tuned into now expecting a guns match and time, <laughs> Yeah. Just give me guns v books or guns v anyone. Guns v private party. He, just, just give me it all. He he was talking about um interestingly just before that he was tweeting about uh, the guns last time they were in the World Tag League in New Japan. Maybe yeah. maybe that's a little bit of a hint or maybe it's not. Uh, obviously that's December so it won't be till December we see that if that does happen. But Hopefully we'll, hopefully the world's return to some form of normality by then we can, that, that can become a reality. Bang. Yeah. I mean New Japan don't give a shit they're just like shipping people out as and when they need them. Yeah. Kenta back and forth between Orlando all the time. Um, and while we're on the subject of uh, Japan, um, Tokyo Sports have reported that Big Japan Pro Wrestling star Hideki Suzuki has left Japan with a one-way ticket. He's believed to be WWE bound, but nothing has been confirmed yet. All right, okay. Um, not somebody I'm familiar with, but they, they, again, um, last week on the news we were talking about um, Sari and. Uh, She'd signed with NXT last year, but because of the pandemic, she was stuck in Japan. And then she's finally moved over. Um, earlier in this this podcast, we were talking about Mako Satomura. Uh, she relocated to the UK uh, as of January the 6th, I believe. Um, God, it's going to be an eye opener when she uh, makes her debut in Blackpool, isn't it? <laughs> she's going to work she's for a rude away. Debuting in, well, she, she's, she's told like around the UK anyway. Um, yeah, but you know, living next to a quick save is going to be a bit different than a. It's it's in London now, mate. BT Sports <laughs> Studios. Show them some respect. Fair enough. Um, B, yeah, BT Sports Studios in London. Um, so yeah, like it, it's it, this as as I've just said, there seems to be a lot of movement between Japan and other places. So yeah, who knows? Who knows what happens? Interesting to see WWE reaching a bit more into Japan in modern in in recent months and weeks um, obviously they, they had success with Nakamura Ikari Saini Chirai, but you know it's, it's not it's, it's, it's not been a considering the, the wealth of talent there it's not been a, a sort of region they've they've, they've pilfered too heavily yeah it's I think the reason for that is because they, they do well in NXT and then Vince gets his hands on them and it's like oh fuck here we go um, you've got Nakamura kicking people in the dick and saying he doesn't speak English and yeah um, <laughs> Asuka just dancing and shouting Japanese every week. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it is interesting. Uh, obviously, it opens the door for a certain Jay White to show up possibly this weekend. Yeah. Um, we shall see. But I have hope. I, I believe. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we covered it last week that um, that he's believed to have still have five years on his New Japan deal. So, it's it like be. this is like that Schrodinger's contract that is anything between it's expired or he has like another decade to go, isn't it? Yeah, well, the other thing as well was that New Japan had advertised him for a show in March, which would indicate that he's coming back because New Japan aren't like WWE, just like just throw out advertisements and then don't don't amend them when said person's no longer with the company. Yeah, um, true. They they if they advertise someone, they're very much going to have that person wrestle on the show. Or at least appear on the show. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Hideki Suzuki could possibly be showing up in NXT as insert generic name here. Um, 
we shall see. Have you got anything else for us? Oh, shit. I've got one more thing. Um, Go on, bring, bring it home. Uh, I will bring it home with a title change. Ooh, love it. Love um, a title change. Troy's new favorite wrestler. I'm gutted he wasn't here for this because he would have lost his shit. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is the new never open weight champion of New Japan. Him and Shingo Takagi had a 35 minute epic, apparently. Um, oh, I'm going to try and watch it uh, later tonight, maybe or tomorrow, if I get the time. Um, but yeah, new never open weight champion. Go Ace! Um, Big Tasty wasn't on the Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, live stream so he doesn't know what I'm doing there <laughs> yeah, someone, someone has have a, a job that takes the entirety of the day um, so we're not able um, to wake up we're not able to start drinking uh, to start drinking at 7 o'clock in the morning yeah but um, <laughs> Hiroshi Tanahashi won the um, never open weight yeah. title and I've just realised that there was a new Japan pay-per-view today so I'm just seeing if anything notable happened yeah uh, well, congrats to Tanahashi um, I'll try and catch that at some point if I can uh, so I do like a, I do like a 35 minute banger yeah, and Shingo's banging as well. Um, let me see. Is there anything else? To, oh, uh, there. Oh, that was last week. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So that that seems to be a nothing else really. Nowhere they coming out of new beginning yet. Sound right. Well, that um, that's going to wrap it up for the news, I suppose. Um, obviously, this is the Rumble weekend. If you are if it's still before the Rumble, please do keep it tuned to Untitled Wrestling Podcast all day tomorrow, which is the Sunday. We have a retro watch along of the 2001, I believe, Royal Rumble. Yeah, Troy. Um, Troy created some fake Twitter accounts to make sure he won. Troy got the, Rus- he got, he got the Russian bots to vote for him. He went to business for himself. Piece of shit. Um, uh, so we're going to be watching that about nine. So angry when, it, when he listens back to that. When about he's nine, half nine. We're going to be watching that. So we're going to do a little yeah. live. We'll, we'll, we'll do it live so you'll be able to watch it. It's on the network. I think it's free, isn't it, on the network as well? It's, I believe it's free on the network. Uh, so you should be able to just tune straight into that. If and not, then, I think it might be on WWE's YouTube YouTube channel as well. It'll be on the internet somewhere. You can find it all. Um, and then we have that, that restaurant quality live stream of the Royal Rumble starting at 1am I believe yeah um, start at 1 uh, we'll obviously be doing the pre-show there's going to be a fucking load of us on this live stream by the way guys um, yeah. the heads up if you don't like crowds don't don't tune in um, if you do I might, I'm brewing on them I might have a little kiff during the, the actual pay-per-view and wake up for the minimum yeah um, <laughs> I, might just paint, I might just put like eyes on my glasses and just fall asleep well uh, I mean the, the other thing is as well is that um They'll probably open with like the women's rumble and then close with the men's or yeah. vice versa. Um, yeah, the, there's um, obviously uh, Troy and Aaron have spoke about they went last year to the rumble in Texas and there was a big group of them, so they're having a little reunion on our live stream and um, which should be fun. Uh, we've also got Neil from your brewery, Ben. Uh, yeah. show just making sure that both of us are sleep deprived for the for the brew on Monday because that's important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, there'll be a there'll be a big load of us. It should be a laugh, um, and yeah, we're, we're going to do predictions. We're probably going to do some form of drinking game, I imagine. There'll be alcohol. Be- there'll be predictions. We've got a prediction spreadsheet, yeah. so there's going to be like yeah, there's going to be banter. There's going to be some some quality content, maybe. Pro- probably going to take the piss out of Aaron for liking Dolph Ziggler. Just yeah. more of us doing it. Um, 
probably going to try and get Aaron to be sick again on the live stream because that was funny last time. That was incredible. Um, yeah, enjoyed that. <laughs> um, me so, just walking in and the first thing I do was make Aaron sick. Um, so, Jay, if we wanted to watch the live streams plus all of our other great Untapped Wrestling podcast content, how would we go about doing that? So we'll be streaming it on our Facebook, our Twitch, and our YouTube. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube, if you search Untitled Wrestling Podcast, you will find us. Uh, on Twitch and also Twitter, it's Untitled Rest Pod. Yeah, I do believe the podcasts are available on Anchor and all the places yeah. you get your, your podcast from. You usually know your top podcast apps should have us. Yeah. I, know I, I, know, I, I know I've got us on Spotify, so that's an option as well if you, uh, if you like that. Uh, Big Tasty, you um, just said that you were brewing on Monday. Um, what brewery is that again? So that is Topper Brewing. And if you would like some wrestling-themed beer for any of your wrestling events going forward, obviously the rumble might have come a bit too soon for you. Um, you can go to topperbrewing.com and you can order some beer online from us. Um, yeah, so we have, we have moved back into our new brewery. We're in Liverpool, back, back in Liverpool now. We are resuming brewing on Monday, so we're going to have some new brand new super special beers in a couple of weeks but we have some great stock currently online as well make sure you go check that out and if you fancy it order a few um, if you can mini kegs whatever you fancy the official brewery of the Dark Order um, officially liked by three members of the Dark Order now. so that's like and retweeted by sexy sexy evil you know exactly um, and Jade lastly if I need to so after this Royal Rumble if I'm a little dishevelled on Monday and I need to pimp up my beard before I get myself to work how would I go about doing something like that Thatchface.com. Um, if you use the tro <laughs> easy for me to say, if you use the code TroyXL85, uh, you can get 20% off all your facial foliage needs. Some are where these are a company that produce all manner of great beard products and mustache products, and they also donate some of their profits to charity, I believe, as well. Yeah, um, towards a testicular cancer charity, charity, I believe. That's fantastic. So I can keep my beard and facial hair fresh and support a good cause at the same time. What a deal. Right, well, that's going to be it then for us. Um, Enjoy Rumble weekend, everybody. Hope you have a lovely time. Hope the Rumble is everything you want it to be. Um, If you're spending any time with us, please do enjoy it. If you're doing it any other way, enjoy that as well. And we will see you next time around. Bye. Bye.